Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The driver's seat. Stevie Johnson's going to fight him all the way up to the line. Who'll get there first? Kelly, I reckon. No, Johnson's got it. Three laps to go. The driver's seat. It's redemption day for Daniel Ricciardo. He wins the Monaco Grand Prix. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Yes, there certainly are a fair few pieces of the puzzle in the driver's seat silly season. Do you know how hard it was to find a song with pieces and puzzle? Uh, just quietly, boys. But... In, the, in, in the 47 years of my life, I've never heard that song. <laughs> Who was that? What was that song? Uh, I believe that was Birds of Satan. With um... Birds of Satan? Well, they're a top 40 hit right there, aren't they? Oh, I had to dig about... How many, how many, one, how many hits did they have, I ponder? Well, it, you'd, you'd imply that that one was a hit, but... Um... Birds of Satan, right, eh? But uh, well, welcome to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to our great mates at Kubota. Together, we're a building Australia and uh, wherever you're listening across Australia, be it uh, on the driver's seat app, on the SEN app, maybe you're listening in Sydney on 1170 SEN, 1116 SEN in Melbourne or uh, 1629 SEN SA. And a big shout out goes to our South Australian uh, and Adelaide listeners because mm. obviously uh, they're in uh, in lockdown. This is something that I know very well, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, our uh, thoughts obviously go out to them. Had a pretty rough week. Uh, we do. I mean, and you know what it shows, Nimsy and Steve, is the volatility of this situation. And I know we're going to talk about it a little later on in respect to the supercar calendar and that sort of stuff, Nimsy. But, you know, I reckon anything that we look at, boys, f- scheduled for next year, it's all got to be a little bit TBC mm-hmm. because Adelaide were flying. You guys yep. in Adelaide were doing and have done a ripper job. And then all of a sudden, bang. Straight into lockdown, 20 cases or whatever it is, and everything goes on hold. So really feeling for you guys, really feeling for the businesses, you know, the schools, everything that's that's just been had the brakes yanked on it. And um, it just shows you cannot tell what's coming up. They've actually got a harsher lockdown than uh, than Melbourne did because they they can't even go out for exercise there. So uh, if, you, if you're choosing to, to camp by your radio and listen to us tonight... Um, be sure to join. I might go to Adelaide. <laughs> Wouldn't affect us. No too. exercise. That's perfect. <laughs> I was about to say that doesn't really. It doesn't. I'm pretty sure all the sip and saves are still open too. So I'm one, pretty sure that uh, one thing you'll never hear from Steve Johnson is, "Damn, the gym's closed. I can't go to the gym." <laughs> but yes, yeah, so our thoughts still go out to our Adelaide uh, friends out there. But uh, be a part of the show if you'd like to. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is the number. I want to address a couple of things first because. Uh, to anyone that's tuning in, our feature interview will be Dean Herridge. He'll give you give us a big update on uh, what's happening in the world of rally in a couple of weeks' time. The National Capital Rally will be taking place in Canberra. We've already got a tweet in. Primetime Herridge is actually a hashtag 
Prime time area. <laughs> exactly there. Uh, so, okay. so Dana will join us at about uh, half past here on the program. But we got a lot to get through. Um, and remember, if you want to stay in touch with the driver's seat, you can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It features podcasts, interviews, and news. It is a must for all motorsport fans. Uh, a bit of breaking news. Smacker has re-signed. Well, it's not like he was going to go anywhere else with uh, with Brad Jones Racing. Um, you should have seen the look of surprise on my face when I read that, <laughs> Nimsy. Uh, but yes, he's staying and also confirmed that Cool Drive is exiting from Brad Jones Racing, which of course Steve Johnson would allude to the fact that they're going to be kicking off their own team and the wreck that uh, Macca will be using will be that of uh, X23 Red Racing for Mondays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's a, it's an interesting one. Well, <laughs> well good opinion, Steve. Well, uh, yeah. You, know what, well, you pretty much said everything that I was going to say. So it's like, well, yeah, okay. Well, Let's look, go to the next one. It's all done. Uh, first off, I've got to get to the text line, 0433981116. Michael in the text says, maybe it's karma for Adelaide after they got rid of Clipsal. Uh, oh, Michael. <laughs> bit harsh. Oh, oh gee, razor. See, razor sharp, after all Mike, these years, bang. it's still known as Clipsal, as we said. <laughs> it will always be known as yes. Clipsal, not Superloop, unfortunately, mm. for Superloop. Or the Adelaide 500 it was. Now, yeah. last, this one, year. Uh, no, it was, it was Superloop. It was, it was Superloop this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael, um, disappointing, yeah. uh, but possibly right. Mm. But having said that, I, I don't think that uh, Adelaide, how do you say it? Adelaide 500. No, not that. But just the Adelaide, the people of Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Adelaideans. Adelaideans. Yep. There you go. South Australians. South Australians. Yeah, I didn't want to say South Australia. It's like Adelaideans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very, very few, you could probably count on one hand in regard to people that didn't want it there. You know, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, yeah. you're always going to get knockers with all races. Yeah. But if you put out a poll, that if that joint's not 85 to 90% yes do it, I'd be very surprised. Well, I had lunch today with Oh, that's a someone. shock. <laughs> Did you have a man shake? How do you go out and have a man shake? Do you order it? No, I actually went to a pub for lunch today. Oh. Yeah. And uh, I actually went with a person who, and I've got to be very careful who I state because it's going to be plainly obvious who it'll be, but someone who worked very closely within the Adelaide 500 that lives in Queensland. And... Uh, um, the backroom politics and stories and and you know some of the responsibility of this lies on supercars. I'm telling you, it's not mm. just not just the government. It's not just Adelaide just, government. It's also supercar. That uh, it, it to me when you look at it and you and you listen to it and you hear the backroom shenanigans, um, it's no wonder it didn't get renewed. It's just no wonder. Mm. And one day the truth will come out. And someone will write a book and the truth will come out. But um, it's no wonder. To be quite frank, look, it's a it's, it is a really strange one considering the fact that that's probably a thing what's uh, causing the holdup for the calendar too. Because you bank that the Adelaide Five Hundred was always going to be there, and it was one of those things where I don't think any supercars fan would think that it would ever leave the calendar. Would that be right in saying? I mean, oh, absolutely. It's like it's, it, to me, Stevie J. It was like the Boxing Day test being taken away from the MCG. Mm. It's just, you just mm. would never think of it. Or, and as much as we saw it this year due to COVID, oh, yeah, but it'll be back at the MCG at the grand final. Grand final, yeah. Uh, you just wouldn't, oh, we just never thought really that we'd ever lose the Adelaide 500, but we have. And as I said last time, it shows you that, that every event, no event is safe. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Especially if it's not, you know, the the workings and, the, you know, the, the hard workings of how to make an event and get event over the line with deals, mm. it, you can't just 
um, relax, you know. And, Absolutely and they, that's not. probably what – and I, I don't know, Matty, but that's mm. probably what's happened. They figure this is ingrained into racing now. It's never going to leave. And, a little mm. bit of truth in that. A little bit of arrogance mm. from – uh, our esteemed supercar colleagues so, uh, about what goes on there. What were you laughing at in the back? I could hear you laughing <laughs> in the background there, Nims. As well. What text has come through that you're giggling at? Tom in Toowoomba, uh, he's opened the batting early. Uh, <laughs> Tommy. He's just got hi. Front, he's early. early. <laughs> he's very early today. Uh, good to have you on board, Tom. But uh, he's got, hi, guys. Is Dean Herridge scared of Molly Taylor after a stint on SAS Australia? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> Mate, I, isn't everybody scared of Molly Taylor yeah. after SAS? I tell you what I am scared of, sleeping in the same room as Mm -hmm. Did you hear the snoring? No. Mate, can snore. Really? (laughs) Oh, my goodness me. Absolutely. Like, woke up the honey badger. Really? All of them. You know, you got to – I love SAS, right? Now it's my favourite show on TV. I love it. Yeah, you've you've been really pumping the tyres of SAS Australia. I love it. And i got to say – not that I'll ever be on it, but uh, the the level of activity that they've done during the day – I would have thought that they would have all been smashed out in bed asleep. You could run a freight train through the middle of their bedroom and it wouldn't have woken them up. But Molly Taylor snoring woke them all up. There you go. <laughs> That's it was, it was like a Subaru on the rev limiter before it took <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, man, it was full on. And snore. Uh, one more off the text. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming this is in reference to Macca. Seriously? Question mark, question mark. What about Thomas Randall, Brody Kostecki, James Golding, Michael Caruso? Just a waste of a seat. Have I got a name there? Have we got a name attached to that? No, it doesn't. Uh, okay. Whoever a, sent that's that a in, number ending totally in 578. Totally get it. Uh, number ending 578. But here's the thing. He's staying at the family team. It's mm. like a Johnson leaving the Johnsons. It's never going to happen. Mm. Macaulay was always going to stay there. Um, I think they're going to be doing that revolving sponsorship thing, Steve. There's not one giant sponsor attached to right. McCauley's car at this stage. Okay. So they're going to be doing the rolling thing, which makes me think I wonder Sort of like if, the Percat thing. Mm. Exactly right. So I wonder if the Percat thing with R&J batteries is going to continue on into next year and they can convert those rolling partners that they've had throughout, you know, Timken and Dunlop and all those people, whether they can roll those across to Macca's car. Black Duck, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's have a look at the silly season as it stands. So locked in for 2021, and this is obviously uh, the notes won't say this, but uh, oh, here's one more uh, on off the text line. Uh, I'm guessing this is from uh, from the number five seven eight as well. Uh, is there any chance that Fabs could end up at Erebus? Uh, I don't think so. No, no I don't. I'm not, not, not. That's my gut feel. I don't think so. Uh, I think you know we've pretty much. Hit the nail on the head there, and, and I, I reckon Brody Kostecki is going to be the one there. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll wait and see and wait wait for whenever they're going to announce their second driver. We know Will Brown's going to be there. Yep. Um, so, you know, I think that Brody is the next obvious choice with his performance in the uh, enduro. And, you know, he's obviously been tainted to have an enduro seat. Uh, sorry, a full-time seat yep. for a while now. Yeah. Um, he's, he's done... A lot of good in in the Super Two Championship, and um, you know I think he's 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 a, he's very much like a Shane Van Gisbergen style of person. I think he's he's very clever, um, just a very clever brain. Um, he doesn't get intimidated. Mm. Uh, he's that sort of bloke. So and you could see that they didn't have the straight line speed at Bathurst, but he was mixing it with all the all the big names and didn't give him an inch. So I think that um, he's the one that's going to 
going to fill that second seat at Erebus. And it's interesting because often in most sports, where there's smoke, there's fire. And we haven't seen a lot of Dave Reynolds on any of the motorsport socials in recent times, and we've been seeing a lot of Brody Kostecki. So I just think that that whole thing is playing itself out in the back scenes, in, in the back rooms as we speak. He did sign uh, the Erebus uh, team Christmas card, though, which does get sent out to the members. And I'm not joking there. I actually got that, did you get that? in the mail recently. Yeah, well, I'm an Erebus member as well. Uh, also, I'm a Shell V-Power teammate as well, but uh, I, I do like to support my teams. Are you a paid-up card-carrying member of Kubota Racing? I wasn't aware that there was a uh, <laughs> Just send me 20 bucks in the mail, mate. I'll send you an old hat and a sticker. Happy days. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, uh, look, because uh, it's still got Anton's signature on as well, and technically he's still part of the team for this season. This season's done and dusted. Yeah. But uh, if we have a look-see at uh, the the drivers that are locked in for 2021. So you've got Dick Johnson racing at Will Davison and Anton. Triple Eight have Jamie and Shane Van Gisbergen. Walking to Andretti, United, Chaz and Bryce Forward. Team 18, Mark Winterbottom and Scott Pye. Brad Jones Racing now. You can say we've got Nick Perkett, Todd Hazelwood and Macca locked in. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. Jack Smith still staying? From what I hear, from what I understand, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to, Bradley's going to try and keep it a three car, a four car team. Mm-hmm. Kim's now exited stage left and is in the retirement Winnebago heading up and down the freeway. So uh, I believe Brad's trying to keep it at four cars. Absolutely. And if you're going to do that, why wouldn't you, you, you know, keep Jack if Jack's happy to stay and keep paying the money? Mm. Uh, so that leaves a couple of question marks. The big one, though, is Tickford Racing because you've got four drivers and three wrecks. Yes. And we know that Cam's locked in and we know that JC. James Courtney's locked, locked in. in. Uh, so the it, it's it's a cage match between at this stage in, unless they get another wreck it's a cage match between Lee Holdsworth and Jack LeBrock JLB and LeBrock uh, super cheap like LeBrock mm. he's also brought truck assist over from Techno mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to you know make any assumptions here but uh, it doesn't bode too well for one of those drivers does it. <laughs> Oh, I, would they just get another wreck, Stevie J? Could they dust one off the know. shelf at, at supercars and oh, plug it in? At the end of the day, they could probably do anything, but mm. <laughs> it's it's whether commercially they've got it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and and I think wasn't it last week I said oh, Holdsworth shaky. I reckon he's a bit shaky. I don't think it's all so. Yeah. Anyway, we'll uh, same again. It's well. Has anyone confirmed that Super Cheap's coming back? No, no. That's the thing. Yeah. No. So you know, it's going to be the Repco Championship. In 2021, they're up all night thinking about that new logo that they've just put out there. <laughs> Big fanfare. Big whole new Supercars logo. Old Supercars logo. Repco logo underneath. Well done, boys. Up all night with that one. Uh, How do you know they're up all night? Mate, if that didn't take five seconds, I don't know what... Mate, seriously. <laughs> you cannot. You cannot sit there and pre-announce something go, oh, we've got a great new big logo, all be revealed tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Do you know how long... And it's the same logo with Repco on it. Do you know how long <laughs> that took to centre it in Word and push the enter button three times? <laughs> it would have to have gone to America for approval, then back to Australia for approval, then back to supercars. Mate. Anyway, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Will Super Cheap Auto come back? I don't know. Or are they going to go in a different direction? Could we see a TCR car with with Super Cheap over it? Maybe. Could we see a TCM car with Super Cheap all over it? Maybe. Big blue one? 
No, 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 I'm, <laughs> no, I'm right. Okay. No, I'm good. We're happy. You're happy? Yeah, we're well, happy. Why wouldn't you be? You've got $2 million of sponsorship. Oh, I'd be, I wouldn't be here if I had that. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting with you, putting up with your junk every day. So 0433981116. We'll get to, get to your text uh, very shortly, too, because there have been a flurry in at the moment. But speaking Not of you, Nimsy. Uh, <laughs> you're the reason I, I'm here every Thursday. And what's wrong with my junk? <laughs> Which we, we, look, we got to get an ad break. We don't have enough time to Can talk about that. Uh, you're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. We'll get to your texts in just a tick. Um, but uh, join us 0433981116 on the text. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Great to have your company on the driver's seat, 0433981116. If you want to jump on board the text line, uh, we've got one here. Why wouldn't they revert back to the V8 Supercars name? Everyone calls it the V8s anyway, and Repco V8 Supercars Championship has a much better ring to it. Because, mate, <laughs> let me tell you why. Let me tell you oh, why. Let Uncle Steve tell you why. Because in this country, we love our cars mm-hmm. and we love our motors. And you can't race with a four-cylinder Ford EcoBoost engine in the V8 Supercars Championship. V8, mate. Because it's not a V8, mate. So, yeah, that's that's the reason why. You know, they were honestly trying to get other engines into... And we saw uh, Red Bull Holden Racing Team mm. yeah, they trying did the to develop V6, that V6 yeah. yep. for quite a long time. Yep. Did I ever think it was going to work? No. Do I ever think... I mean, I shouldn't say never. You never say never. But mm-hmm. in the foreseeable future, do I ever think that there's going to be anything but a V8 engine? No. Australia, we are full of bogans. We love our motors. <laughs> we love our cars. Yep. We love our burnouts. Like supercars, V8 supercars, will not work with a four-cylinder or a six-cylinder engine. No. Mm. And also, you have to be politically correct about V8s at the moment. That's why they haven't done it. That's why haven't they haven't gone out and gone V8. Everything's going hybrid. Everything's going four-cylinder. Everything's going turbo. Um, and so even regardless of manufacturers and who might come in, they've just gone supercars, or Repco supercars championship, rather than put the V8 in there because um, those who are more sensitive to... what would you call it? I don't want to. I don't want to say the derogatory term for folk like that, but but people who are sensitive about the environment um, will get up in arms about. Oh, the tree huggers. <laughs> that one. Well, Those that's guys. one word. That's one way you could talk about. So <laughs> moving moving from the V eights to uh, the other get text messages. Let me tell you. The other. No, I love trees. <laughs> I love trees. Righto. Anyway, I, but I just don't. Sorry, I just don't strap myself to them when there's a grader coming at it. That's all. <laughs> Anywho, so now I just turn his mic off. <laughs> let's have a look see at the other category because uh, TCR Australia 2021 is taking shape. We've got the news that Michael Caruso he's gonna um, he's he's interrupted two year deal with GRM will roll over and officially start next year. So it'll wrap mm-hmm. up in 2022. He signed yep. on uh, for the two year deal. Also, it's expected that his teammate Jordan Cox will also be retained for next year. Tony yes. Delberto will contest a second season of TCR Australia in uh, in the Wall Racing Civic Type R in 2021. Now, he was the runner-up in the inaugural series. Uh, will Brown got the chocolates and had mm-hmm. number one on the door for that afternoon um, at Albert Park this year. But uh, yep. uh, John Martin's also expected to return to the team. But I want to put the question out to you guys because we've seen the provisional calendar that's been released and there's been absolutely no racing done in 2020 Mm -hmm. 
does ARG have to basically start from scratch here? Wow. Oh, that's, tough that's such scratch. a good question. Yeah. Isn't it? That's such a good question because, uh, I mean, I think the first year of TCR was lukewarm. I don't think it was hot. I don't think they got there wasn't there wasn't brilliant racing. Um, well, had, I went to Queensland Raceway to watch it, and yeah, yeah I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So did I was. It wasn't that day. close. Like there might be a a battle of two or three cars somewhere in the pack, but then it was yeah. quite spread out. The leader was gone, and yeah. Uh, the, the, actually, the exciting thing about that weekend was the factory 80 driver that come over got sent home because he blew over the bag. <laughs> he did. Right. He got Jimmy and then, on Saturday uh, night. And, yeah, and then Aaron Seaton got put in the car at the last mm. minute. So yeah. that was probably probably the highlight. And, and I think Nimsy for their show, for their package, I think what ARG is, has done, and we would have seen it in 2020, but, of course, we haven't been able to, is they've really tried to bolster their show, the what they bring to the table. Because you've got TCR, TCM, S5000, Trans Am, and now we read that, that um, GT. Uh, GT are going to be making an appearance because they have been named as the joint category manager with SRO, ARG have. So we'll see GT cars back there as well. So I think if you can bolster the show, and that's one criticism that Supercar gets a lot, is that they just don't, that the shows are a little bit boring at times. Um, if we can get more of a focus on S5000 and equal focus on TCM and equal focus on Trans Am and equal focus on all of those, the show holistically of motorsport is going to be a good one. But I think the first year that they, they put so much emphasis on TCR and it, it was a little undercooked for mine. Yeah. No, I I, and I think I think that's you've hit the nail on the head. Mm. I think that, you know, obviously the S5000 thing didn't come on till way late. Yeah, like way. It was, it was, it was well 12 months. Well into the second half into the... Yeah, but it was 12 months pretty much uh, after they really wanted to debut it. For whatever reason, there was things weren't ready and cars weren't ready and whatever it was. Um, but that they were cool. But yeah, I think putting all your eggs in in one basket makes it a little bit tricky. And you know, they've got some very very good uh, and very high profile categories that they own that they really need to use to bolster the whole show. And that's pretty much exactly what you said, Benny. You know, we talk about uh, the presentation and whatnot, because last year's TV coverage was done on SBS and, you know, not Mm -hmm. having to go at Noons and Greg Russ, because they did a fantastic job with the commentary. But we're used to a bit more polish. We're used to, you know, the slickness of of supercars and uh, supercars media. So I think it was a good move from TCR to sort of go, well, okay, they're the best motorsport production in the business. They do yep. good stuff with the Bathurst 12-hour as well. So yep. we'll just jump on board and get them to do it. And James Warburton, who is the head of uh, Seven West, is also on the board of ARG and TCR and all that kind of stuff. So all of that kind of ties in really nicely. And I think even the supercars broadcast people are going to be doing the broadcast of not not the talent, not the on-air talent, but the camera guys and sound guys and mm. producers, they're all going to be doing the ARG stuff as well. So it could have a pretty similar look and feel. But they are getting prepared, let me tell you. I mean, I'm getting emails from ARG now saying right now, and we start off in on Australia Day weekend, we want headshots, we want bio, driver bios for TV, we want all of that kind of stuff, ASAP. So they're clearly getting prepared I think Seven will do a good job. I think Greg Rust is coming back. It's the Shannon's Nationals kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's going to be fascinating to see what this show looks like and how it feels. And and we'll be we'll be the first motorsport 
I guess, show or, or uh, categories or whatever championships back, as I say, uh, for 2021 when we go to Tassie over Aussie Day weekend. And and don't forget Tassie, that would have been the best part of 18 months that they haven't, more, mm. that they haven't yep. had yep. any national level motor racing down there. So, you know, I'm hoping, yeah, Come of on course. Out, you know, I, know we've, I know we're harsh on the whole calendar thing for us, Matty, but... They've got to make it work, and yeah, absolutely. It's just literally, it's a, it's a. What do you say? Like, you know, you they got a great sausage. They just now need a lot of sizzle. Oh, so they need they need Bunnings to help. They do. So do you know what I mean? Uh, and that's what yeah. it, that lacked last year. They had a great sausage, no sizzle. They've got to have sizzle and the sausage now, and they've got to get punters back in through the gates, and they've got to do signing sessions, and they've got to do a whole bunch of stuff. If all of these categories are to remain loyal to ARG and not look outside those that that uh, management group, we've got to have the sausage and the sizzle, which is not easy to say when you've got a lisp. It's also one of those things too. Perception is reality. They're always going to be seen as the number two to supercars, and yeah, but I think they—I don't think they mind that. I don't think they're trying to be supercar. I think the punters would like to think that they're trying to be supercar, but they're not. They're just trying to run their own show and run their own boat, and uh, we'll see if they do. We'll see how good they are. Mm. Uh, but uh, let us know what you think. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Getting a couple of texts in. Uh, we'll read one before we get to the break because uh, this one is just going through Macca's drive through. What does Stevie J want? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a little six pack of nuggies of sweet and sour? Thanks. Six pack. Yeah. When was the I'm last not greedy. time? You... Oh mate, I'm not greedy. Last time you had a six pack, you were about four of nuggets. <laughs> I don't think you've ever had a six pack. Yeah, six pack, mate. Just, just a little bit, just to whet the appetite. There you go. Uh, add your names to the text as well, too. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. You're listening to the driver's seat. Don't go anywhere. Dean Herridge with a rally update. That's on the other side of this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Great to have your company on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. Right now, it's time for our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask your mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. It's not often when we get a guest on, they bring their own hashtag with them. But I, I, was, I was actually talking to Dean while we were teed up the uh, conversation. And he's like, what hashtag? I have no idea what he was talking about. But yes, <laughs> Primetime Heritage is the uh, hashtag that is being used by uh, Motorsport Australia uh, Rally Championship on their socials. And he was referred to as the shock jock as well. But uh, let's oh. let's actually see if all these uh, actually live up to the hype. Because please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Dean Heritage. Hey. <laughs> hey, fellas, how are we? It's clearly not me, but I don't even know what a, hash, a hashtag is. My kids will have to tell me later. So. <laughs> Prime time. That's not a bad... Because I've had some hashtags stated about me before, and I'm sure Stevie J has, and none of them has been as good as prime time. Usually hashtag fat bastard or something like that. That's what I normally get. Well, mine's uh, former rally driver. Hashtag former rally driver. So maybe that's what it's about. I'm talking about it more than doing it nowadays. Used to be crazy. Hashtag used to be crazy. <laughs> Well, we're all former, Dean. We're all formers, mate. We're all formers in this room. Don't worry about that. We're uh, oh, well, could have, would have, should have, that sort of stuff. Yeah, all yeah. That well, that stuff. only one of them in there. Isn't that funny how you call me crazy, and yet us us rally drivers, we think we're pretty sane. 
And we get to get this really uh, interesting tag by you, uh, you circuit boys. <laughs> well, mate, I saw the onboard footage of Shane Van Gisbergen in New Zealand um, winning his first time out in a rally car, and I genuinely felt sick after watching his onboard stuff. That you, <laughs> you rally guys are mental. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how the sand, there's no sand traps, there's no runoff areas or balls on the right angle. There's big gum trees and uh, and big drops half the time. So uh, yeah, isn't that funny? We think we're sane and. Uh, Yet you do. I do now look at them getting older at some vision and do sit back, particularly WRC or someone who's really on their game and go, ooh, I'm glad I'm not in there. But I, I wouldn't sit next to myself saying that. The craziest people with the craziest job is the co-drivers. They're, yeah. They've literally got a, a pace notebook to hold on to and that's it. Yeah, 100%. They're, they are nuts. And half the time they're not even watching what they're about to hit. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah hey, maybe speaking, that's a smart thing. Yeah, speaking of hitting, Dino... Uh, there's a rally coming up, and uh, it's just been announced though that, you know, obviously with the with the year that's gone on and and how tough it's been, no Australian Rally Championship this year. Yeah, sadly, despite the best efforts of everybody, obviously lots of categories around the you know around the country, around the world have struggled. Uh, we definitely have in, in Rally Land. It's been really mm. difficult to try and pin a whole season together. You know, it's one of the fantastic things about the Australian Championship is going to each state and the different. Uh, style of roads and events that get delivered to us. Obviously, in this case, when we've been going through what we've been going through for 12 months, it's been hard to put a calendar together. In the early part, they, they tried and they pushed and they shifted and eventually it just it came to nothing. And I think that's why the event happening next weekend, you know, the uh, you know the NatCat Rally, everyone's craving, everyone's super excited about it. And it's almost become a, a qualifying session and a bit of a show-off for 2020 to see who can uh, get some points on the board. So... Fingers crossed it all still goes together and they've got a great entry and obviously something that we're all looking forward to seeing uh, how it unfolds. And that rally, as you say, um, is next week. We Molly Taylor's on the list uh, with her, her uh, co-driver, Dar Moscat. Uh, Moscat um, Harry Bates is on the list. Is there anyone else that's sort of sat out at the end of uh, what's been a hard season? Have people just gone, no, I'm not going to do it? Or uh, has everyone pretty well signed up for this one? Most people have signed up, probably from what we saw regularly in, in 2019. Someone like John O'Dowd here in Perth hasn't been able to get his car across. Um, most state championships have been at a run in some form. So there's been a bit of rallying going on, but at, at state level, it means the state competitive, uh, you know, state rounds have been very competitive and well fought up. I mean, obviously, you know, not only Harry and Molly who are running in there, uh, Dale's obviously alongside Molly. Uh, they have uh, been a partnership before, but, of course, her regular co-driver, Malcolm Reed, couldn't come across from New Zealand. So even they're sort of joining forces to make this work. Lewis Bates is in there, Tom Clark, Luca Nia, which is exciting in his R5 car. Chris Higgs comes back. Um, and then even Tony Quinn, the uh, ever-vescent Tony Quinn's running a WRC2 car, a Ford Fiesta. So that'll Good be exciting to see how he goes in a current model car like that. So, no, a great, great field of people. and We haven't even got to... Andrew Penny and uh, Brennan Rees and Troy Dow and all those, JJ Hatton. So great, great field. So it'll be plenty to watch. Hey, Dino, speaking of being, being oh, crazy and scared at the same time, uh, how would you feel being Dar Moskett sitting next to Molly Taylor now after she's been on that SAS show? You must, you must be <laughs> packing it, thinking that if I make a mistake here, she is just going to absolutely, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I'm, I'm not, not going to be walking home for sure. <laughs> you're going to be drilled. On, I think most co-drivers are in fear of that with uh, with drivers anyway, because the, the classic phrase is that 
co-drivers can't win it for you, but they can lose it. And that's obviously a tongue-in-cheek <laughs> yeah. thing. But no, hasn't uh, Molly been going dynamite uh, representing uh, us, us rally folk in that uh, in that program? Uh, that's that's pretty hardcore. Imagine imagine us guys having a crack at that. Oh, no, 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 thanks. No. <laughs> you could not pay me, and especially this week when they. How's about them. Molly snoring? Oh mate, have that, you seen the snoring? That that is SAS material oh. right there. That would that would yeah. that would that would scare off any enemies. One hundred percent. I haven't spoken to her since that, Ed. I think she'd be horrified knowing Molly like I do. But anyway, anyway, I think she'd be absolutely horrified amongst the ranks. But anyway, maybe twenty years ago for me, but. And it was when they put them in the water during the week in the icy water that you had to then go into that sort of ice tunnel and come up. I was saying to Mrs. Mack up until that point, yeah, babe, I could, oh, I reckon I could do that with a bit of training. I could do this. I could, I could muck in. I could hike. I can do all that sort of stuff. As soon as they went Arctic waters and you got to swim underneath it through an ice tunnel, I'm out. Have my number. Don't I am done. Out. There is no way. But you uh, do mate, have quick... to cope with extreme conditions in race cars at the end of the day as well, don't you? And be focused. You know, whether you're talking enduros for you guys rallying for us. So, yeah, mate. You're yeah, talking about Maddie here, mate. There's, there's no, there is no, uh, what would you call it? There's no extreme anything in Matt's car. It's, it's got a bar in it. I mean, it's like literally yeah. it's got a, it's got a cool suit and it's That's got it. air con. Yep. It's got, he's probably got those, he's got those little USB fans stuck on the dash, you know, that you have in front of your computer. Yep. Um, hey, mate, if I don't have a cool suit and a helmet fan, I don't, I don't care what the temperatures oh, are outside. Right, okay. I'm not getting in the car. Yeah. Hollywood Matt. Yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood Matt. Absolutely. Yeah. Mate, I've seen him sit at home in the heat of like middle of summer and he's made his own cool suit esky. He just sits on his lounge with his cool suit on. Yeah. That's a freak. You've got to be careful running a rig like this that it doesn't overheat, mate. Let me tell you. Let me give you the strong tip. Hey, let's get back Body to rallying the, the, the That's exactly Sorry, right. The body is a temple. It's a 500-year-old tourist attraction that's been <laughs> run down and broken. Um, the RSEA Motorsports... Uh, say, sorry, let me start that again. The RSEA Safety Motorsport Australia Rally Cup. It involves 16 stages over 126 Ks. That's, it's pretty well in place of the championship, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And this, this uses some really iconic roads or areas that Canberra is synonymous for. One of the great things about Canberra rallying is that you know we're so close to the CBD running in some of those traditional type stages. We had a bit of a look at the list. There's some you know 20-odd kilometre stages through places like uh, Timpianbilla and uh, East West and those sorts of stages, which I always really loved. Um, there's always been, Canberra's generally been separated sort of by uh, across town with very different style of stages. These are all across what I'd call the traditional. When you think of uh, some of the old Castrol rallies and the likes of Colin Bond and stuff and the mineshaft, it's those style of roads. So they are really difficult roads. So, you know, being out of the seat for a while, just doing state level and coming into here with a, you know, literally sprint style of event on some tough roads, it's going to be uh, hard going. And I can't wait to see how it unfolds because I think it's going to be super competitive remembering that not only this year's been a bit of a disaster to get events up, but we lost our final round of the 19 championship, which was supposed to be Rally Australia, big finale, and, of course, the fires hit. So from an ARC level with an entry list like this, we haven't seen it for almost um, 18 months. And put together, this season we're supposed to run a new control tyre. We're still waiting to see how the Hoosiers go with the likes of these cars on these roads with these drivers. So, um, yeah, it's going to be fascinating. Well, so, Dean, let's move on from not so much from the rally but we know what's going to happen next weekend but you know you look at Queensland now and you look at the the whole aspect of 
of the country at the moment. Queensland just had a full uh, stadium for, for State of Origin. Victoria's had 20 days of zero cases of COVID. WA are relaxing their borders in the new year. South Australia, though, is going through a, a, like a brutal six-day lockdown to stamp out the local cluster that they've got there. Um, with all that in mind, most of the country seems to be emerging pretty good from the, yeah. the pandemic. And, um, you know, which means obviously the 2021 rally calendar um, with obviously the National Capital Rally kicking off in March. Um, do you think that we're going to actually see possibly a World Rally Championship round here uh, next year in 2021, maybe at Coffs Harbour? Uh, or do you think that's going to oh. be another, another 18 months away? I think it was, well, we weren't on the radar for 2020, but at the moment, obviously, the WRC have gone through the exact same struggle. Um, you know, we don't run like Formula One where you can create that bubble, and we've all been obviously really enjoying the F1, almost like nothing's changed apart from no crowds in the stands. So, you know, the WRC has been cut short, pulled and prodded from different countries all over the place. And, I mean, I, I read somewhere that, you know, one of the, uh, you know, the WRC rally commentators in Colin Clark uh, he suggested, hey, let's go to Australia and New Zealand and start our championship off there and even do yeah. it. So uh, we're not on the radar. We're a long way from Europe where it all sort of happens. But with what's going on over there, look, never say never. Um, it's going to be difficult to get you know, a championship up from the WRC point of view. You know, More locally, as you say, um, you know, apart from WA playing pretty hardball with the borders, by the way, mate. I've been stuck here for, I don't know how long. My family now ready to kick yeah. me out, by the way. So, look, <laughs> I just think it's... It's a difficult time for everyone, and everyone is absolutely doing their best. So I think you know that what is great though is when the events get up, whether they be state, whether they be Australian Championship, they're really well supported. You know, our support, uh, our rallies uh, rely heavily on uh, volunteers and road closures and stuff. And, and I guess that's what I was alluding to with the WRC. You know, we're literally out amongst the whether it be the mountainside or the forests or the snow, and we're in a you know like a clover leaf style of event. We're not a stadium event, so. Yeah, that's what makes our uh, sport fascinating and awesome and why we love it. But in these sort of circumstances, make it difficult to get, one, rallies up, and then, two, get championships together. So, look, fingers crossed, um, lots still going on. And, geez, it must be some uh, difficult meetings to be had. Uh, like I said, I, I support whatever happens because I just think there's been so much work uh, by all the organisers and by the teams putting together. Um, yeah, let's hope we get some motorsport up. Like I said, we've we got some stuff hopefully happening next weekend, which will be really exciting to see how it all travels. And hopefully these teams are then looking forward to putting together a fantastic you know, 2021 championship. You know, we, we've got, uh, you know, RESA, uh, as you say, coming on board from the, from the support point of view. So, you know, we want to back in some of those and have a, a magnificent championship next year as well with any luck. So. And we're very happy that RSEA Safety Motorsport, a safety I can't do it. RSEA safety. Got, thank you. Someone has got to come to, and do a different name for that because that's too much. As a commentator, that is too much of a mouthful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what I'm supposed to be doing when I'm out in the rallies. I've got to start practicing that myself, actually. We, and we love their support, but it is, there's so many acronyms in there as hard workers. It's a R E R S E A. Australian yeah, rally Safety. Yeah. RSEA. Oh, anyway. RSEA. Uh, they, well, they're big supporters of the uh, St Kilda footy, uh, of St Kilda football club. So uh, <laughs> I didn't know footy it. was that yeah. hard to say. <laughs> I like, well, St Kilda hard to say, Nimsy. <laughs> Notice how I got the sponsor name right, but I've buggered up the actual sport. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, look, Dino. It, what, one thing that has been um, good to sort of see, and we're getting in some uh, 
some feedback on the text machine too. A couple of people have gone and said, you know, the the lack of crowds in Canberra seems to be a bit of a joke. And I think that's pretty much across the board in motorsport that everyone's just like, you know, we can actually spread out and at a track. It's probably one of the safest places to be. But uh, even though there's going to be no crowds, the support for the Capital Rally next weekend is just through the roof at the moment. Yeah, it is. And, and as you say, it is difficult. Uh, they've just sort of announced we can't have spectators out there. And it does seem fairly crazy and flies in the face of, as, as Steve Jay just said, you know, having a full capacity crowd. I think one of the difficult parts, though, is, you know, we even had that at a local level here in WA where we were running the likes of Target West, a huge event down on the foreshore, plenty of people. And then our smaller state rally had to really adhere to limited crew numbers even at certain shires. And yes, when it was explained yes. to me by the organisers, there's so much paperwork going on in the background that whenever it got ticked off or signed off, it's hard to adjust and change it. So, look, it's obviously difficult for the spectators and cameras normally really well uh, you know, subscribed in regards to local support. So it'll be a shame not to have them out there. But I think at the end of the day, we all understand and just, we'll be happy to see it from afar and, and see how it uh, travels. So, um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. It's less than, it's not this weekend, the following week, it's going to be a barnstormer to see. And I've been watching like on the social media, the drivers are getting uh, up to a fair bit of fun in quarantine. It seems like there's a point in the 14 days that everyone sort of loses their mind. (laughs) And so (laughs) they're going to be just balls to the wall when it comes uh, next weekend. No, absolutely. And and it is, it's like, Normally we're trying to piece together, a, you know, a whole season or whatever else. And I was chatting to uh, Molly the other day, actually, and I said, I mean, even though at ARC level you're always driving flat out, there will be this thing where tomorrow doesn't matter a little bit. So, and like you said, being not quite match fit, um, be interested to see the cars go on the new tyres. It is literally our qualifying. This is our sort of top ten shootout, you might say, over a couple of days. So. Uh, Literally, uh, it's uh, going to be fascinating to watch. And uh, look, we're excited to see some sort of national level motorsport going on, which is great. The phrase Hashtag win. full send <laughs> in the rally. Full send. <laughs> send Who it. knows about send tomorrow? It, New tyres. <laughs> <laughs> Cold brains. Hashtag Don't full quote send. me on that when you hand, hand the keys back to the team and say, well, Dean said send. There's no tomorrow. We've got the whole thing to do that. Yeah. That's not a team manager thing, is it? <laughs> well, Dino, mate, we appreciate you jumping on board. Uh, hopefully when things sort of ease up a little bit, we can actually see you um, leave WA and be at some of these events and uh, hopefully we'll have an uninterrupted calendar touch wood next year. But mate, it's always a, it's always a great pleasure to get you on board the driver's seat and uh, we couldn't go a season without having your voice on the show. So uh, thanks for jumping on board. No worries, guys. Thought you'd forgotten about me. Happy to be back on board and talk to you. Thanks, <laughs> we could never forget the man that actually told us what Toyota Gazoo Racing meant, can we, oh, boys? Absolutely. And, and how, how can you forget a guy that's got the hashtag primetime? Hashtag prime time. <laughs> very, very funny. You there, Nimsy? I'm here. I'm here. That's right. Just, you weren't laughing. I, wasn't, I know I wasn't laughing either, Nimsy. <laughs> I was looking at Matty. That was like a stand-up comedian that had full crickets after a game. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> Thank you, boys. He's like cracking himself up and he's all oh, red in the face. I can't and he's, like he's just waiting for the... Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, no. <laughs> and never got it. <laughs> now I know how a stand-up feels. No good. You yeah. guys are no good. Got uh, Chris has texted in. Ridiculous. They had 50K packed in at Suncorp Stadium last night. And another one from Darren. What a joke. No local transmissions of the virus in ACT since July 11. And we can't stand in open air space to watch. 
garbage, isn't it? Chris and Darren, absolute garbage. I, I know, I agree. And I we, I don't, we don't, I don't understand it. No. Like we don't understand Bathurst. No, you know, we don't understand. I don't. Five thousand at Bathurst, and then thirty-five thousand at the NRL Grand Final next week. Oh, it's just garbage. Mm. I don't get it. But look, let us know what you think. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. A big thank you to Dino for jumping on board. Always love getting him on the show. But uh, we'll get to some of your texts because they've been coming in thick and fast. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter. And together, we're building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. It is great to have your company on the driver's seat. Uh, this is our last Thursday night. We'll be back to our regular spot next week uh, on Wednesday with no State of Origin. And uh, and who won the State of Origin, Nimsy? Uh, congratulations go out to Queensland. So, yes, well Queensland. Done. <laughs> I, I actually I actually mentioned to a mate of mine because uh, he went and asked me, like, you know, so why is it like everyone gets really fired up because Queensland wins? Is that because most of the storm are from Queensland? I'm like, no, it's because as a Victorian, you're you're – you're brought up to hate New South Wales, so you Correct. go for Queensland. And also because the, this team, and we digress for motorsport for a second, but this team was dubbed by New South Wales and a bunch of people in the media as the worst Queensland team ever assembled. <laughs> Boom. Scoreboard. <laughs> trophy. See you, mate. See, See you, mate. <laughs> but uh, look, let's get back to motorsport here because uh, this was something that uh, just... You know how, like, it, the best way I could sort of describe this, Maddie, is that when you when you're cleaning your shed, and then you find like I don't know an old uh, an old trophy or something that you'd be like, oh, that's right, mm-hmm. I, I used to play under twelve badminton or something like that. Mm-hmm. When I saw the images of a V8 powered Mitsubishi Triton Super Ute, I was just like, <laughs> that's right, these things were were once a thing. But uh, look. It's all part of uh, the new initiative, V8-powered super utes. Now, you were one of the founding fathers of super utes who were involved uh, in the original and he first was involved series. in the crash testing. <laughs> <laughs> I really was, too. <laughs> They're pretty good. Uh, yes, Nimsy, I was. Uh, but it did not contain an LS3 6.2-litre Chev engine. Mm. It was a 2-litre four-cylinder diesel, which had a bunch of grunt. In a torque perspective, but no noise, no excitement, no flames, none of that sort of stuff. And as we mentioned earlier, Stevie J, we love V8s. We're, mm-hmm. a, we're a country of motorsport bogans. We love our V8s. And so, yes, the, the, the new incarnation of this looks as though it's going to have a, um, a uh, uh, an, an LS3 engine in it. And look, I reckon they look pretty tough. So is this a, ca- it's a category engine then? It's a category engine. Yes. Yep. Yes, it's a controlled engine. Yes. Cool. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I'm, I still don't know if I can get excited over it. To be fair, it's just I think it's what happened. Uh, with there'll it. still be a bad taste in people's yeah, mouth. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I don't I think, think they're going to be cool, but I don't think they'll be a success. I don't think they'll be like the original no. Utes. V8 How Utes. can you do that? Thirty-two Ford and Holden Utes. Yep. Those were the glory days, smacking into each other. Yep. The clowns before the circus. It was great fun. Yeah. One of my original categories, but. Um, the super ute thing, no, I, I, you know, it's it is going to have to be freaking sensational for people to get back on board because yeah. it left such a bad taste in people's mouths that if this thing isn't loud, sideways, banging into each other, 
all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. it's going to be a flop. The difficulty with all of it, and I'd be interested in, in hearing what people's texts are on this, Nimsy, the difficult part of it is that as a race car, they were sensational. They had all the good bits. It was a well-built, top-notch race car. It just lacked the grunt. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to add the grunt and the noise. Will it be embraced? Mm, don't know. Don't know? By competitors or fans, don't know. Almost on cue, on the text line, this one is from Scott. You can't buy a V8 Triton from a dealership, though. No, you can't, Grant, but you can buy a two-litre four-cylinder, and when we had the two-litre four-cylinders in it, people hated it. So gone are the excuse or gone are the um, justifications of it's got to be showroom relevant. Because if 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 they continued down that track... It was a dead – well, they did for two years, and it was a dead duck. Mm-hmm. Yep. So got to remember, Grant, that there are got, these things cost about two hundred grand to build. And so there are, I think, 13 of them built in the country. Just FYI. You can't, it was, you can't it was have – from Scott, but um, <laughs> I don't know where you got a grant from. Oh, did I say Scott? Sorry. So, sorry, Grant. Sorry, Scott. I said <laughs> um, uh, We've got 13 of them built in the country, and you can't just have them sitting around doing nothing. Mm. So you might as well put V8 engines in them and see how they go. And they'll either suck or people will love them. Won't it, be won't be one in the middle. It'll either be great or not. It does sort of seem to be though. Like that that seems to be everyone's gripe now. That, that this one comes in. This one doesn't have a name attached to it. But uh, the only Ute that's got any c- connection with the engine is the Colorado, and you're not available to buy it. <laughs> and it's all very justifiable and very real and very accurate statements. Mm. But when we had. The when when it was when it like, was category you know, uh, when it was um, by what you see on the track yeah, in the showroom it sucked everyone hated it everyone hated it they hated in fact them. your dad said that he could kick his hat around pit lane quicker That's than right. I could drive a super ute yeah <laughs> but he wasn't referring to the super ute <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh there's a drive by right there you go. where's that boom <laughs> <laughs> no, no and and so it's 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 a really hard but no he, he, yeah, yeah there we go no <laughs> sorry man i'll go back a little bit he he didn't enjoy the super no no no, no. And the hard thing is, is I really enjoyed driving them. And so did a lot of people that I spoke to. You yeah. know, Dean Canto said they were great Steve to Richards. drive. Steve Richards. You know, obviously Ben Walsh, who we know quite well. Yeah. They Put me they, in the wall. Yeah. Put you in the wall. Mm-hmm. I, yes. I've never Good seen team, more. I've never seen Car City oh. been featured more prominently than when he <laughs> fenced you. <laughs> yeah. When he fenced and his and you reckon, you re- thanks, mate. You reckon Maddie hasn't forgotten it? Correct. No. No, I still don't leave a tip when I go to his restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that, Ben Walsh. This money pennies and fat freddies on the Gold Coast. Yeah, Make sure you go. get in there. And that bonnet, that crashed bonnet that's up on his wall, I think it's yeah. the one he hit you with. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. No, I reckon that was a Newcastle where he whacked another team, yes. funnily enough. Uh, so yeah, anyway, it's going to be very interesting, Nimsy. But it is a last throw of the dice. It's a I, last ditch effort. I think it's a dead duck. Personally, dead duck? I do. You're going to crystal ball it, dead yep. duck. Yep. Righto. We'll see. Uh, before we get to a break, let's get to some of these texts because uh, Christian Hardwich has been texting in like a madman. And thanks for jumping on board, Christian. He's got a couple of questions, if you boys have got the time, which let's face it, we do. Go, Christian. Um, hey, guys, love the show. What's happening on the chassis front at DJR for 2021? Is Scotty's car being sent back to the States as per Penske's policy? Uh, I would imagine it will eventually, but I don't think it can go back until Gen 3's on track. Right. So I think you'll see the three Scotty Mac championship cars, the FGX and the two Mustangs, and Fabian's 
uh, FGX, which was the first car that won under the DJR Team Penske mm -hmm. banner. Mm -hmm. Those four cars will be line astern, prepped to basically race standard, and in the DJR showroom until you know possibly they go back. They go in a box and send, send in back. twelve months time or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my feeling. I think, and and I heard a whisper that nothing can go anywhere until. Uh, Gen 3 is out and about. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's what was the second there, there question? Is a, there, sorry, there is a uh, uh, an IndyCar and a NASCAR, Joey Logano's NASCAR and mm -hmm. Ryan Briscoe's IndyCar still at the DJR, T, oh, DJR workshop mm -hmm. uh, in the showroom. They will, I would imagine they'll go back um, at some stage in the next few months or whatever. But mm -hmm. as the, the race cars that mean something, um, the one that's, Probably the the most meaningful was Scotty's twenty nineteen chassis that got crashed at uh, the Gold Bathurst Coast. winner and then got crashed at Gold Coast. Mm. Uh, that's actually being um, rebuilt now and uh, it's in the paint shop. Chassis is all done. And, and they found the rest of the parts up in the units and the yeah, balconies. Yeah. yeah, they got the they got <laughs> the shock back from the eighth floor. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that'll be put back together as as the Bathurst. Uh, Bathurst car, Bathurst winner. And what else did Christian ask, Nimsy? Christian's got uh, one here. How could Dave be so happy and sign a 10-year deal and then the next year he wants to leave? Yeah. Well, uh, Christian, I'm imagining that you've never been married before <laughs> to somebody and then within 12 months you go, geez, I made a mistake. Because uh, I reckon that's what's happened. But it's not like he didn't try before he buy. Bought. No, no. He was he there. He did the girlfriend-boyfriend thing for a yeah, while and then thought, was... you know what? I'm going to commit to this long term. And then all of a sudden... It changes after the ceremony, and uh, you go. Oh, I think I want out of this. Bit, you see, it it's a bit, footy a bit all like the time. my marriage, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Well, I, it was all happy. My and, first marriage it was all happy and rosy, and then I got married to my lovely wife Bree, and then I'm just like, who listens to the show? So yeah, be very I'm careful. Just like, yeah, let's just put on <laughs> twenty kilos. Sorry, honey. <laughs> I was about to say, like Bree is a very avid listener, so we do love Absolutely. you, Bree. Um, yeah, <laughs> one, one more from uh, from Christian. Christian's really on fire here. Good this on one, you, this one's not really uh, a question, but it's in reference to the super hits. They're too slow. That's the problem. Uh, we got another text in here with the number ending double nine five. Boys, g'day. You can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. <laughs> There you go. Well, so certainly, Christian, you are right. But with an LS3 Chev engine in them, I guarantee you they will not be slow. They need to because they were not like, they were not heavy. I tell you now, they're only like eleven hundred kilos, so they weren't heavy. Yeah, they weren't. They're not heavy. Nah. So once well, you put that big well. boy in it, no, it'll they'll go hard. Why don't they just like literally chuck a tow bar on it and tow a tinny around and race them? Now <laughs> that'd be now, so. How good would that be? Now, I'd watch look, that. Now. Every every bright spark over the last two years has rolled that out on social media. <laughs> so can it. Can it, Johnson, can it. And Put what a nudge bar <laughs> and a light bar on the front. Tell Kevin. And run let's with it. just run at night. <laughs> one, one last one on Super Hits. And Maddie, I think you're the most qualified here to answer this one. Sure. Uh, what was the differences cost-wise between the original V8 Utes and a Super Ute? <laughs> Significant about five times, <laughs> and the reason being the original V8 Ute was a production based car. It was you basically got a roadie and you threw a cage in it and some some shocks, a little few few little things in the engines, and we went racing. Mm. You could hire a car to get to the track. Made always made sure that you hired the same brand as what you were racing because if you needed to rip a quarter panel off it because of a nudge, you could do that and then you know go racing again. But uh, whereas the Super Ute was a ground up built race car. Um, you basically got the shell and then they just did a whole bunch of work to mm. it. So cost-wise, to answer the question, a V8 ute used to cost about 50 grand to build. 
back in the day. Um, a super ute is somewhere around 200, 220 grand to build. One last one too. And we'll uh, finish on Tom in Toowoomba with his uh, text here. Best ever support category was the V8 utes with 30 plus cars. Current dual cab utes just don't compare. As much as I love car racing, even I can't get excited when dual cabs are on track. It's hard, Tommy, and there is a lot of there is a lot of hangover from the glory days of V8 utes where we all loved them. But if more Australians bought V8 utes in Holden and Ford, then we would still be racing them. But they didn't, and everyone buys Tritons and Rangers and everything else. So mm. that's the way they went. So we'll see because you cannot put lipstick on a pig. Also, with that, lip, with that lipstick on a pig reference, Greg has texted in, sorry, boys, that was my pig reference. So thank you, Greg. Good on you, Greg. <laughs> You're quite correct. You can roll it in glitter, but it's still a... As my, as we'll my old man said, he yeah. says you can't make honey out of dog turd. <laughs> <laughs> Another classic dickism there. Um, but um, look, you're listening to The Driver's Seat. Plenty more of the show to get through. We'd love getting your texts as well, so keep them coming through. Back with more right after this. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota, building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making Tomorrow Matter and together we're building Australia right now. And it's time for this. Now on The Driver's Seat, another Bendix brake big moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. If you want cleaner wheels, fit Bendix brakes. You've actually fit Bendix brakes uh, to your uh, oh, I have. Your ride there, Matty. In recent times, yes, there's the ultimate plus performance brake package upgrade from uh, Bendix brakes. So, g'day to did Ian you Bott say, and all the crew there. Did you say Matty fitted them? Well, no, no, well... <laughs> Yes, Nimsy. Stevie J did. <laughs> Correct. At his uh, Johnson, Team Johnson speed shop. So, uh, yes, and I love them. And I was talking to Ian Bott today, actually, because I'm coming down to Melbourne in a couple of weeks if those borders remain, or if they get opened. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to catch up with Ian, probably in Elwood, and have a bit of a beer back in my old stomping ground. We but yeah, t- love I him. should talk to him about about uh, that. We use Bendix brakes in the back of Jets Hyundai. I should talk to him about oh, there you go. Let me do the a talking. couple of seventy-six. Oh, sorry, fifty-five dollar rear shoes. I'm sure he could probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, sure Ian could do that for you. Now let's have a look. See at today's Bendix breaks a big moment. Uh, it's kind of fitting. Just watching the highlights of uh, the Turkish Grand Prix. It's the age-old saying. What? What is it, Matty? If you want good racing. Just add water. Yep. Bernie Eccleston said <laughs> and, that, didn't yeah, he? He said it, there With was a, there was a genuine a genuine discussion years and years and years ago when when uh, Commandant Bernie ran the joint and uh, he said we'll put sprinklers in some of the corners right at the apexes and if the race is boring just turn, turn, turn them on. the tap on <laughs> and we'll just wet down the apexes. <laughs> Imagine that you come firing it on slicks. I'll just turn, do it. turn five and all of a sudden. No, nah, we'll just do it, do it at Spa and Eau Rouge or something. Oh, yeah. know, like, you know. good, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. Well, that wouldn't end in disaster. But you know so, what? So yeah, I mean, how good of a Grand Prix was I it? I loved it. How like, good was it? It was unpredictable. And I don't like Formula One and I watched that whole race and loved it. It was unpredictable. Yep. It was exciting. It was tense at times. Yep, um, absolutely. It was almost heartbreaking to see Valtteri Bottas just keep making mistakes again, again, like seriously, um, and over try and just his he just made his day go from bad to worse. So, uh, but Hamilton, like he was not the fastest car all weekend, and you know the dude is just an absolute Beast. machine. Yeah. Mm. You know, and, and, and that's where we saw it, didn't we? It's all good when it's 
dry and good conditions and all of that kind of stuff. Very easy for everybody, including me, to say, look, it's all car. He's it's making all decisions car. on the fly from the cockpit. Correct. Over, overruling the wall. Yep. Unbelievable. Um, when he thinks that, you know, it needs to stay out or whatever. Yep. Um, you know, I'm not coming in the last time I I chanced that. I lost a world championship. Um, I'm staying out. And you know, if you look at the tyre at the end, which was an intermediate tyre, which has like, it looks like a normal road tyre, but in the size of a race tyre, thing was bald. Yeah. Mm. No tread on it left. And he still got that thing around and still brought it home. And as much as I find it boring and as much as I find his domination boring, that's the reason why. That he was a cool just, win. That was a great win. Mm. Yep. And that showed in in clear terms why he is the best. And young Lance Stroll, who was on pole, fast, leading the race yep. by nine, ten seconds at one stage there. Absolutely. The top just flipped off and he <laughs> lost his head. Tripped on his proverbial, did he not? <laughs> he went down like a sack of potatoes when he lost the lead. And, and, I, and I actually don't think you can blame it all on Lance. This is what we've seen all year from Racing Point. That those guys have a weapon car. Clearly, it's last year's. Sergio was good. He was P two. Serge was good, but but they just call the wrong strategy all the time. Mm. And if that wasn't the best job advertisement for Sergio to go to Red Bull next year, I don't know what is, because he drove brilliantly well. Yeah, um, we didn't hear a lot of his radio. In fact, we don't hear a lot from him in the car on radio. But um, I don't know whether he overruled his pit box as we well. We hear a lot of what, what does annoy me is we hear a lot of Jeff Fennick in his interviews. Oh, and um, it was a very good day today. And <laughs> and um, it was very very slippery. No, it's uh, in the man, in the like, Oh my god, seriously. <laughs> At least he doesn't say I love you all. In the man. But so, I reckon Serge at Red Bull. Would put a rocket up. You reckon? Yep, I do. I really do. Because no one's. They keep bringing up, and I understand why. They, but they keep firing into junior burgers from from the junior squads. Yep. And Max is a standout. Max is one out of the box. Old no Max can drive a car. Mm. Um, so I think you need a good head, a good clear head, and a good personality like Sergio to get in there. Yeah. And just smack him around the head a little bit. And uh, I, that's going to be one of the things to watch next year if Sergio gets confirmed. Yeah. Which I, I mean, I have no idea, but. Oh, it'd be great if he did. Uh, one last one before we put the bow on the Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Jesse has texted in. How would, I'm assuming he he's referring to Lewis here, wish we could see him in the Ferrari to see if he would still be as competitive. Well, he wouldn't be because it's not a, com- no. it's a competitive car, Jesse. No. I get what you're saying and I'd love to see it too, but it's just not a competitive car. I mean, I think... Um, I'd love to see Danny Rick in a Mercedes. Absolutely. Imagine Verstappen in a Mercedes. Imagine Verstappen and and Hamilton in the same team in the same car. Imagine trying to manage that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, thanks. (laughs) No, thanks. Um, Yeah, I'd love to see it too, but it's not going to happen. And look, I, I rate Charles Leclerc. I, I think I think Char is driving that driving dragging that car further up the grid than where it it is. And I know. I know that we got a that Ferrari got a podium on the weekend, and it wasn't Shah, but um, yeah, I, I, Ferrari's coming. I just feel Ferrari coming fairly soon. Mm. I think. Looking forward to next in 2022. year. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. Oh, maybe even twenty twenty one. You reckon? Yeah, they're getting better. Same car though, don't forget. Same car, but they're getting better. 
Well, we'll uh, watch Power this. Power unit's getting better. We will watch this space. Uh, that was our Bendix Brakes big moment. If you want cleaner wheels, fit Bendix Brakes. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota, Building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Great to have you company on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. Right now, it is time for this. This is the driver's seat race rewind. Now, obviously, Scott McLaughlin, it's, uh, he's going to be plying his trade in IndyCar as of mm-hmm. next year, and he's done a fantastic job so far. Just looking at his, it's a completely different world when you look at his social media now than literally a month ago. It's It just blows my mind. But um, before Scotty Max maiden supercars win in 2018, wasn't really good hunting grounds for Ford fans out there. Mark Winterbottom was the last Ford victory, claiming his, ver- his first V8 Supercars Championship back in 2015 at the then season-ending Sydney 500. Six-time world, uh, six-time champion Jamie Wincup was out of the title picture. It was just down to Frosty and Craig Lowndes. But when you look at the Car of the Future era, it's J-Dub and Triple Eight all the way. Yeah, they were happy hunting grounds for J-Dub. Very happy hunting around. For whatever reason, the car worked. Their shock setup worked beautifully around that circuit down there, and, and he drove it amazingly well. Because it's a hard circuit. It is. It Sydney was a, was a tough, really, hard circuit. Really, really tough circuit. And, yeah. you know, you you not only needed a car that ro- rode the bumps, but you needed to know how to hit the bumps. The timing of hitting the, the bumps. Timing absolutely, of, to and fly much, it over. And how much steering lock you had on when you hit them and all yeah. sorts of things. Like, it was a very technical car and car setup track as well as a, mm. a driver and a like uh, a driving style setup that you needed to change yourself for because the curves like we've we don't see through the year they're, no. they're a very high half semicircle really aggressive curb that and you needed to use them because it cuts so much off the track when you can use them rather than having to fully go around the curb and I remember on the back end of some of those curbs there through the flip-flop through the chicane there the camber of the road was actually sucked you down towards the wall mm. so you had to fly over the curb and then if you got it wrong you were just headed towards the wall there's nothing yep. you could do about it yep 100 percent. yeah it's a very unforgiving place yeah but but i miss it i, I miss thought it i thought it was a great track if you could drive well there you could drive well anywhere mm. i reckon i think i think you're right and and you know like Yes, J Dub, like he was just that was right in his and, and I'm not saying he's prime as past, but mm. that was a golden era, I guess probably yeah, a better, right better way to put there, it. Wasn't it? Yeah. And you know, probably very much similar to, to Scotty's golden era the last sort of three years, you could probably say four years, but yes, Jamie won that one in twenty seventeen, but you know, it, it is what it is and, and you know, Scott was sensational that year too, so you can't say that wasn't a bad year. And always good storms. Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon, the storms coming in over the Blue Mountains that would roll in. I remember in our V8 Ute days, of course, which had no traction, you'd go, <laughs> oh, don't rain, don't rain, please don't rain. And they had, Nimsy, the most horrendous thunder and lightning storms as a backdrop all the time at Sydney. Yeah, I loved it. I miss it. And I, as I say, I miss it. Newcastle's great and will get better when it returns. If it returns, it, it will get its own history. But uh, the whole around the stadium in the old Olympic precinct – uh, the train pulled up out the front, got a lot of fans in. Very cool. Now, I'm going to ask you a hypothetical question here because you look at the domination of Triple Eight 
and uh, J-Dub in that era. And James Courtney in 2010 and Frosty in 2015 were the ones that uh, it's sort of the blot on the Triple Eight uh, whitewash there. Do you reckon with no Scotty Mack, are we going to return to those days? Or do Will and Anton pick up where DJRTP left off? Or can uh, Waters take Tickford back to those highs of 2015? Oh, great question. Mm. It's actually three questions. It is it's, three It is a question. fair few questions, yeah. I'm, I'm cramming um, a lot into that. <laughs> well, and, and Stevie J is probably more educated to, to answer it when it comes from a DJ perspective. But Triple Eight are always been there or thereabouts. They're always going to be fast. Mm. And now I love the way that Cam and Tickford have dragged that thing up the front and are a real yep. threat. So if you then step back and let's, let's Stevie J say that DJ might come back 5%, you know, that, that, cause that's all it needs. That's all it needed for Scotty to be dominant was a, a, a 5% more talent or whatever. Let's just say it does come back. I'm not saying that, it, that there is that deficit, but if it does come back, boy, doesn't that set the scene nicely for next year to have DJR, Red Bull Holden, oh, not Red Bull Holden, Red Bull Ampole Racing, mm-hmm. uh, and and Tickford, that will be that next year. Twenty twenty one could so. be a red letter year. Yeah, hundred percent. And and it could bring up a few surprises like this. I mean, this year did, but for different reasons. But uh, I didn't go up, but I know DJR did a um, two day ride day the last couple of days, and uh, or Tuesday, Wednesday, and. Ludo went up there, obviously, and mm-hmm. and as a, as drivers, as a, on a ride day, you can't change the car. You can get in the car, you can do a couple of sighting laps, mm-hmm. and that's all you can do. And then it's people in, people in, people in. So no testing, no nothing. Um, I know Anton got in the car and literally never driven a DJR car before. Did his warm up lap, and on his first flyer, did a time that Ludo turns around and goes. Now I know why I stayed. We can win races and championships this year, next year. Wow. Straight up. First go. lap. I'm surprised First Anton lap. even was allowed in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would have thought he'd have been an Erebus driver until the end of I'm the year. I'm not going to tell you what lap time it was. I'll no, tell you well, off air. I'm sure, yeah. But it was very impressive. <laughs> and did he say the same thing about And I'm about not saying Will? it's record stuff. No, it's not. But for the heat of the day and for what tyres yeah. he had, and for the setup it's like a, wow. That's very Which would have cool. been, for a Ludo to come up with that, that's pretty big. Yeah. Was Wilbur fast as well? Well, they were, they were totally, they had two totally different cars. So uh-huh. it's, right. it's very hard to, but Will, I think Will will be fast. Look how fast he was totally. at Tickford. There's no and reason I, he shouldn't be. Will's the type of guy that he's going to take, he's going to need to mould himself in and be fully comfortable before he's fast. But how good would it be next year to see, to go to any race meeting and genuinely not have a dominant figure? Genuinely have six cars that could potentially six or seven cars that could potentially win mm. i think so because needs that actually yeah it's going to be they need it. very very exciting look how pleased we were when nick Percat won at sydney how pleased mm. everyone was uh and you could even see it on the driver's faces too when they did cross that flag when it wasn't scotty mack not having a go at scotty but uh it was becoming a bit like jamie's domination in the early 2000s wasn't it? how good mm. is it when we see someone else in formula one other than lewis win mm. it's no disrespect to lewis but for the show we talk about it all the time dominance is not a great thing yeah so i'm glad he's off in america plying his trade we're all very proud of him but i think it does level off the field just that little bit more now 
Hundred uh, percent. That was our race rewind. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, and together we're building Australia. Don't go anywhere. We got the podium up next. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together we are building Australia. You're listening to the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together we're building Australia. Right now, it is time for the podium. Now on the driver's seat. The podium. It's three talking points that we get Matt and Steve to do a deep dive on. We'll start off P1. What are we going to see a calendar for next year? Yeah, well, next actually, year. We, next, we were just week. discussing that off off air, weren't we, Matthew? Hmm, we were, and we don't really know. Like, it's. I'm thinking next week. Do you reckon? Yep. You, you say that with a lot of conviction, then, Matthew. <laughs> I think we're all just sort of looking at you like, no really? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking at him. If, if uh, talks that are in final stages now continue along the same lines, we, will, we should see a calendar at the end of next week, if not earlier. Because they did say it was going to be announced after Bathurst or... Mm. I guess it is after Bathurst, but they just didn't stipu- stipulate yeah. exactly when. But there must be a lot of stuff they're going through. Like, oh, it would be, it wouldn't be easy. But there is, and you know what the holdup is? Backup dates. They've got to try and have backup dates. So you book, you book Winton for you know first of May, but then all of a sudden it goes into lockdown, and then can you get back to Winton on the thirteenth of November? So they're trying to do all of that kind of stuff and, and essentially have a backup date for everything. As we've seen with Adelaide this last yeah. this last seven days, you can go from Cherry Wright to, you know, in a lot of trouble in a 48 or 24-hour period. Mm. And sometimes that may happen as we go through 2021. So it's all about finding out who's got what, when, why and how yeah. and what they can use and what they can do. Yeah, wow. Um, And I think they're also waiting on, you know, a final discussion here in Queensland, a final green light on Gold Coast 600, Mm. which is is rumoured to be the final round of next year's supercar calendar under lights, which we would love (laughs) if that was to happen. Can you imagine the parties in Service Paradise on Sunday night? Oh, take off Monday and probably Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's go to P2 on the podium. Shane Van Gisbergen wins the Battle of Jack's Ridge. Now, this is his, it's a hell of a debut in a top flight rally car. He won the inaugural Battle of Jack's Ridge. So he was driving a Mitsubishi Mirage AP4. SVG, he was the quickest time in the morning's qualifying. He progressed through the top 32, then top 16, then top eight, then top four, and finally the top two battle against Phil Campbell and beat him by 1.6 seconds. Is there anything this man can't drive? It's pretty cool, isn't it? He's a guru. He's a guru. And, you know, we've spoken a lot, um, Shane and I, even about, uh, you know, watching him on the E-Series. He not only did the E-Series, and we all would have seen him do the, um, uh, what do they call it? The World Rallycross Championship? Yep. Uh, And he actually competed against the stars there and won events and won races. Against the real big dogs. And I think, you know, there is an actual uh, push to try to give him an actual race and run in a world rally cross event. So, you know, the dude is a freak and he can get in and, and that's why he's got in and he does drifting and he does supercars and he does, he takes his, he's got a, a Nissan S15 
out to um, you know, like Hampton Downs and stuff, is just a bit of a muck around. Yeah. Um, you know, he drove his dad's escort. Um, and drive. And so and won that class. Drives, and won the class. Yeah. So and just drives anything, and I think that's why he's so good at everything that he does because he's versatile. He's not a mm. he's not a one. Uh, what would you call it? Maddie, like a one-trick one one pony. Car. Yeah. No, if it's got wheels, he can drive the hell out of it. Yep. And, and I and think well. that's fantastic. Hmm. Um, Steve, you almost answered this one here, uh, but uh, the P3 on the podium, Anton Di Pasquale. There has been so much talk about uh, DJR's brand new lineup for 2021. It's all been on Will Davo, and rightly so too, because he's an absolute quality driver there, two-time Bathurst champion, but he's got the pressure of filling in Scotty Mack's shoes. But uh, what about Anton? How do we think he's going to go in his new team in his first year? Because he pantsed um, Reynolds this year. And uh, like you sort of said, at the test day, did pretty well as well. Absolutely. Uh, he, and he's I think he's the real deal. He's always been silly fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that you can't teach. You can't teach someone to be fast, I don't think. I think there's got to be a, a fair amount of natural ability to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But a fast driver doesn't mean a, a good good racer. Um, sure. You can quite easily make a fast guy into a good racer. You can, you know, you can work with them and Slide and their, their, their thought and process and yep. all that sort of thing. Yep. Um, and and honestly, I think that's where uh, Scotty and the guys at DJRTP at the time, who are DJR now, were sensational with Scotty. You know, you saw the transformation in Scotty, and a lot of that was down to. Not just the Penske side of things, but down to Ludo and Richie, his engineer, and and, and what he can do to to better himself in the car and be, you know, a tougher competitor for everybody. Mm. And I think Anton will get wind of that, and you'll see a different Anton progress over the next twelve months. And I think that he's going to fill the shoes um, quite well. Um, with what Scotty's left, so I think it's going to be, it's going to be a really cool progression to see. A little cool story, I think. Cool story. I think so too. And it, it's how many people have sort of earmarked Anton as a future star, an absolute future champion. And this is long before yep. your dad went and said that uh, during all the press releases and whatnot for when he, when he joined DJR. Like, and and the yet dude it's funny. has been pumping his tires up ever since he saw him. And it, but and it's funny, isn't it? Because in Super Two, he didn't do much. He didn't dominate. Mm. He was third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and now they've he, they put him into Erebus, and we had patience with him, and he excelled. Mm. And now he's in a top flight, super top flight team, Plum Drive. So it's fun. It's a funny it, thing, isn't it? Because exactly, he's obviously qualifying. Got it. I'm not sure when it was. Many twenty. Uh, 18, mm. Bathurst qualifying really oh, put him on the map, didn't it? P3, absolutely. I think he was. Absolutely. That's what really went, wow. Yeah. You know, the and... kid's got raw talent. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there on uh, is uh, is where he's just progressed, progressed to, to podiums um, and winning races this year. So yeah. I think that's, you know, not too dissimilar track to one Scott McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for poor Anton, despite all of his accolades, we'll still always bring this up for him. Richie Stanaway and David Caruso spun out on lap one. Caruso's day went from bad to worse when he crashed heavily into the tyre barrier, thanks to a shunt from Anton de Pasquale. (laughs) (laughs) 
That never gets old. Never gets old. No, we love that. Anton It'll never get old. I find it hard sometimes to call him Anton Di Pasquale. We've played it so much now that I've the Anton Di Pasquale is the first thing that rolls off the tongue. As he said, he's heard that a couple of times, both in her voice and a lot of times in Dave Reynolds' voice. (laughs) 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 You're listening to The Driver's Seat. That was the podium. We'll put it all to bed right after this on The Driver's Seat. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat. About time to wrap up with some loose ends. Uh, As always, we do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. I want to quickly talk to you guys about Gen 3 because I saw a little interview on Fast Deli with um, Dr. Ryan and he was mentioning the new model that uh, Gen 3 is based on. It's not about getting manufacturer support, but it's about securing IPs because obviously the Camaro is coming in. That'll be the new car that'll have uh, be taken on the Mustang. Now, Ford is still backing a program in, if I'm not mistaken there, Steve. That's correct, isn't it? Like with DJI. Sorry, say that again. Sorry. So Ford's still going to be having a presence. It's correct. not. Yeah. yeah that, but um, the Camaro is going to be technically having no input from GM. It's just, mm. we've got the IP, you do what you want with it. And It's almost like Erebus building a Mercedes hmm. back sure. in the day. Yeah. Which Actually, really, yeah, that's pretty which much exactly which, what it is. Isn't which it? was not, yeah, it was it was not. No, it was, it was HWA. HWA, so, so which is a, the performance arm of. Yes, it, it was like a Walkinshaw. Yes, that's right. Side mm-hmm. to Holden, mm-hmm. um, which was HWA to, mm. to Mercedes. So it was really yeah. them. So it wasn't even wasn't even Mercedes. No, it was not Mercedes Germany, and it was not Mercedes, no. certainly not Mercedes Australia. No, um, it was HWA. So, uh, yeah, the Gen Three. I'm still cold on it at this stage. I mean, I think it's great that we're going to have – we're just going to have race cars. You know, don't get hung up on the fact that you can't buy a Camaro in Australia. Um, any of that Dr. Sort of Ryan stuff. did point out, though, that you never buy a Sierra when DJ exactly was running around. Exactly right. And you Absolutely. Couldn't, yeah, so um, you've got to be careful about getting hung, hung up on the small things and take a, a pretty broad brush to these kinds of things. We're going to have, you know, potentially – well, we're going to have – we're going to have the Camaro and we're going to have the Mustang for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we've talked about, there's there's lots of pictures that I've got of other manufacturers and whether they come through or not, I don't know. There is still rumoured to be some. I think Kia has said definitely not. Yep, they've ruled themselves they out of the game. Out. Yep. Um, but there may be Hyundai, there could be BMW, there could be a bunch of them. They've all got renders done. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll be I'm, – but I'm still a little bit cold. I, I just – and particularly – you know what? I don't, I think if COVID hadn't happened, and globally there were companies that were automotive companies that were in a lot of trouble, um, then we would be fine. We I reckon we would have had more manufacturers. But now every dollar is being counted and watched. So well, I'm not sure. Did you hear though how Ryan Walkinshaw and said I think it was on the on the Loud Pedal podcast that um, there was talks for a manufacturer to come in next year, and obviously with COVID that's uh, gone that's by right. the wayside. Mm-hmm. That's right. And and you're right, but I do agree with Dr. Ryan in the sense that, like, because you can't have another Nissan or a Volvo come in and plonk down a whole bunch of cash, especially in this day and age, can you? And and well, and for it not to then gonna... be successful, absolutely, yeah. you can't do that. It's I think it's right. He's right in what he says about the IP. Let's just get it done, and then choose your choose your weapon, choose your poison mm-hmm. if you want to come and have a play. Um, I think that's the only way we can go forward because we're a tiny country. So to expect manufacturer support is a big ask. And I uh, and I'm you know, the Ford thing is great with DJR and may long it 
long may it continue, but um, I think it's going to be hard for any manufacturer globally right now to to justify the expense of a full race car program and development program in an Australian race category. I just think it's a big ask. I don't think we'll get it. So I'll I'll put you another question on the spot here. So at the moment we're seeing uh, the Commodores outflank the Mustangs. We're getting we're going to be getting a couple more Mustangs next year with uh, Tim Blanchard's team, obviously mm-hmm. jumping on board. But do you reckon we'll get to a point since um, Ford is still backing, you know, supercars here that we might have an outnumbering of Mustangs to to uh, Camaros on the grid? Oh no, it's hard. It's hard. Well, to we saw know. Kelly's we, we, bounce po- over possibly, to yeah. We could possibly. You know what it comes down to, mm. Nimsy? Charlie Ash. Cash. Cold hard. <laughs> every, and we get back to this point every, <laughs> every week. We get back to this point. Do you want it's, to change? Do you want to change from Holden to Mustang? No cash here. So, no cash. So yeah, what, no you're, cash. what you're saying is, let's just say I'm I'm uh, I'm Brad Jones. I'm like, yep. my, my plans are my plans are scuppered at the moment. And he goes to a new manufacturer. Going, look, we got this brand new chassis. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Do you want to be a part of it? And the response is going to be, "There's no cash here. Here, there's no cash. All right, cash. No, Robo. No cash. Don't know what Michael Caruso <laughs> was doing there." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Robo. He's just signed his deal with Gary Rogers for he's got plenty years, of years, and so. he's got cash. Um, it's going to be hard, isn't it? I, I, you know, I think what it's going to come down to for the first time in a long time is a team will need to look at a manufacturer that is, or or a body shape that is going to give them the best knock-on effect in the commercial market. If I yep. do BMW, what commercial opportunities does that open to get sponsorship into my team? If I choose Camaro, Mustang, Hyundai, Audi, whatever, what opportunities is that going to open? And that's going to be the main driver rather than which manufacturer has got money to give me and our team. Yeah, you really have to sell it on the other foot, like, don't you? Like, we've, we, we have sort of been looking at, uh, hey, I've got a team here. Why don't you pile a bunch of cash into it and we'll give you a race car? It's got to be more going, hey, look, we've got a team. Here's how mm-hmm. we can benefit you. And they go, you know what? We could, that'd be good to have a race car. And that follows the model of the British Touring Car Championship. They've got a million different manufacturers in there. Sorry, a million different models, mm-hmm. a few manufacturers, but, you know, there's everything. There's MGs and there's BMWs and there's Kias and there's Skodas and, Skodas and all other bits and pieces. And so it's about what that com- what that brand is going to be able to present to you from a commercial point of view rather than from a manufacturer's point of view. So, yeah, Brad could go, look, guys, all of my partners, we're going to move to BMW mm-hmm. and that's going to open us up to this potential partner, this potential, like, you know, H- say HSY, European parts, uh, aftermarket parts supplier, biggest in the country. Mm. Um, right now, they have no involvement in supercar because none of the cars are European. They have a presence in GT. So if you go and get a BMW or an Audi, all of a sudden, HSY will talk to you because it's a brand that they represent and they sell parts for. So I think that's got to be the thinking going forward. What model or what brand will be able to open up commercial opportunities? It'll be definitely interesting to see what happens. Next year is going to be just weird in a sense that you're going to have all these Commodores that are basically going to be binned. Well, not binned. They'll probably... Well, work. they'll be super toed. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be super toed. Mm, they'll, they'll go down. They'll, they'll go down. They'll go to super two. The current super two cars will go to super three. 
and so on and so forth. It does that's, make a, it, what happens. the prospect of like a of a forty plus um, Super Three field pretty cool, though, doesn't it? Oh, you know what? I I think you're right, and I think you're going to see next year Porsche potentially combine their Challenge class and the Porsche class, and I think you'll see Super Two, Super Three, um, because that's the way forward in mm. these times. Combine everything, get big grids together. Well, that about wraps up another edition of The Driver's Seat. We'll be back again same time. Not same time next week. We'll be back to our usual spot of Wednesday night. So uh, thanks to everyone that jumped on board Thursday night. Uh, thanks to State of Origin pushing us a day later. But Matt, Steve. Queenslander. It's, it's been uh, another Be good show. Roar. Yeah, good show. And thanks to Christian who sent a bunch of text messages. Good on you, mate. Yep. We had some great text Really tonight. great text messages. Awesome. Yep, well done, folks. Do it again and same time Wednesday, Christian. We'll see you next week on The Driver's Seat. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.